Welcome! I'm Chase. And I'm Mike. And this is Fathers Unscripted. Now you know that it never goes exactly how you planned it would be. That's where the fun is, not knowing how the story goes. Season 2, Episode 9, Sibling Rivalry. Now, not only did it take me a little bit to get rivalry down, because I was struggling with that, saying it in my head over and over again. I didn't want to screw that up, and I think I nailed it. But <laughs> you did. You did. You did. <laughs> Sounded a, great. It's a big one for us, because uh, we definitely had that growing up uh, in our families. Uh, Chase growing up with his brother and sister, and me growing up with my four brothers. There was definitely some rivalry growing up, um, whether it be... Uh, well, especially since I'm the middle, I had the two older and the two younger. So I was getting beat on and then I was beating on the younger two as a you know time passed. But it's uh, pertinent to us today because our kids are getting to that age. Um, definitely Chase's kids are older than mine. Um, but uh, as I sh- will share in the episode today, uh, my kids are just now getting to that point to where it's getting uh, tooth and nail. They're scratching each other. Biting each other, <laughs> pulling each other's hair, you know, all that good stuff. So we, we thought that the rivalry part of things would be a good one today because I think every parent with more than one kid definitely deals with this uh, in one way or another. And at some point in raising their children, it happens. Like there's no way of getting around it unless you keep your kids in separate rooms the entire time. Or cages. Cages. You know, some parents have done that. We've seen news stories. That's true. <laughs> that is very true. Um, but as always, I want to let you guys know where you can reach us. That's at our email at fathers.unscripted at gmail.com. Um, also on Instagram, fathersunscripted. Um, also, too, I want to give a quick update on a way long ago previous episode from season one, episode two. We were talking about the uh, player-coach relationship and the, uh, the, viral video, the viral video of Trent Dilfer came up uh, with his... Um, player that he had to uh, deal with a certain way. But I just want to let everybody know that Trent Dilfer's team won state. And regardless of all the the mishap behind the scenes. Fire him because he touched a player. What a bad coach. Terrible coach. Doesn't know what he's doing. Boo. Oh, yeah. He won state. So quick And his players still love him. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they were all celebrating together as one big happy family. Yeah. It's weird how that works. That's how good coaches, you know, run their teams. But uh, I just want to give a quick update with that one. Trent Dilfer won. It's awesome. He's also a local kind of to us here. So that's why it's pertinent to us because of... Aptos Hylum. Yeah. So that's why it's kind of pertinent to us to uh, keep him relevant in the stories. And since we talked about him in the past, we figured we would give a quick update. We haven't had a long update or we haven't had an update in a long time, I should say. So I figure, you or know. Or a long update. Or a long one. I'm making this one long because, you know, I'm jibber-jabbering. That's what we do here. It's unscripted. <laughs> so with that, I kind of want to jump in with this sibling rivalry. Re, 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 re. <laughs> and uh, go right into, um, I, I think the the way that we always talk about stuff and the way that we've kind of, uh, formatted our episodes is we kind of always go into our past because we want people to understand where we're coming from and what it was like for us growing up first before we kind of get into what it's like for us now with the kids. And I don't know if you want to start with this question or not, but I know for a fact there is at least one thing that you remember as a kid 
that either you had with your sister or your brother that you'll never forget that was some type of conflict, rivalry, or something along that lines. And I would love, and so would our listeners. I'm sure our listeners <laughs> would love to hear what that is for you or what that was for you. So I'm trying to think of the conflict with my sister because she's um, three and a half years older than me, three years older than me. And there wasn't much conflict going on. There was one time where she was, I want to say like junior high. So it was like perfect time for Aaron and I just to bug her. Aaron's my younger brother and to bug her. And so she locked herself in the room. And so what we try to do is unlock the door to, cause she wanted privacy. I'm, she was like probably on the phone or something. So we tried to pick the lock and we ended up breaking the door and like locked her in the door oh, or like so locked her in a room. So it worked her. great. Just pissed. <laughs> cause then when she finally got off the phone or whatever and she went to open the door, it wouldn't open. And so we had to wait till my dad got home and he'd take the, the door like off the hinges or something. I don't remember what he did, but it was a long process. We got in trouble. That's like the only thing I can remember when it came to my sister and I, um, let me see. But for my, my brother and I, we had, we had our bouts. I thought we got along, like looking back, we, we got along, I think better than most brothers did. We hung out all the time. We kind of had to get along cause we didn't want to get each other in trouble. Cause then we both get grounded. So, if, so if Aaron got in trouble, I got grounded too somehow. And if, yeah, I get that. If I got in trouble, Aaron got grounded. So like we were, we were pretty good. Every once in a while, though, I had a, I had a show that I was the older brother. Um, <laughs> of course. And, and the strength that I had over him. That lasted until like eighth grade when he could like, he was really good at wrestling. And then we kind of just, I, I. That's short stocky build. I made, a, I made a, a business and life decision to just make him my ally after uh, he got really good at wrestling. But anyways, uh, I think I was. 10 or 11, he was three years younger than me, so eight, nine, somewhere around there, seven years old. And we got into like, it always started off messing around a little bit, and then one of us took it too far and it turned into like a fight. And he was doing something, and I remember having duct tape at my disposal. I don't know why I was, <laughs> we were inside, and there was duct tape at my reach. And we were wrestling, and he started to piss me off. So I ripped duct tape. I, well, I pulled the duct tape, put it on top of his head, and then ripped it off. Oh, that felt good. Yeah, he wasn't very happy. I, I did that, and then I saw a rage in him that I had never seen before. He, like, just started punching me. But he was much smaller than me. Um, and so, like, it... I was just like covering up. It didn't hurt at all. But my mom came in as he's punching me and sees in his rage. <laughs> yeah. He's probably blacked out. He has no clue what's <laughs> happening. I'm pretty sure some things came out and uh, she's, you know, trying to figure out what's going on. So we both get grounded because he said he put duct tape, ripped, ripped, you know, ripped it off his head. She obviously witnessed the attempted assault on my, on me. We both got grounded and that's like the most like physical altercation that I can remember because when we got to high school, when I got to high school, like we were very close, good friends. He hung out with a lot of our, my friends. Um, so I don't remember any other altercation other than that. 
like specific one. I remember that like it was yesterday. And other than that, no, I don't, I don't remember really getting into it. Uh, like nothing that pops into my mind. We got, we got put in our rooms all the time for our little bouts, but that was, I guess our most serious, which is kind of weak, but that was our most serious fight. <laughs> I know you have a, a lot because I witnessed a lot. <laughs> I have a few. I'm trying to pinpoint. There's always one that sticks out of my head. And is that when your head was cut open and that's why it sticks out of your head? Ha. So I can't really say that one brother always caused that. Whenever it was a brother on or some something that they did that caused me to be hurt. It was a mutual thing. It was Matthew and Steven together. And Matthew is the oldest. Steven is between Matthew and I. Um, so it was always something like I jumped off our two-story fort onto the trampoline and they both double bounced me. So it wasn't like one of them did it. It was me being bounced by both of them that caused me to cut my head. And then when I fell out of the tree fort or the, <laughs> <laughs> when I fell out of the two-story fort, it was them asking me to go get something. They deny this. They deny this to this day, but they asked me to go get something. I went up there and got it. They said I fell down. I was like, no, I went butt first down this like ladder that we had, and I hit my head in the corner of a sandbox. But Stephen, the one right above me, was the one that I. Yes, that's a gnarly fights. Always had conflict with. It was like Pacquiao and Mayweather without <laughs> the gloves. It was just nonstop. It was so McGregor Diaz without the ref. <laughs> I mean, it this people. I got to witness this over and over. That's why USV doesn't really phase me. I got to watch Michael and Steven get after it almost every single day. And I'll I'll admit I was the instigator because I was smaller. At the time you were the youngest brother. So of yeah. course you were. I mean, and then when John was born, he he wasn't doing anything for a while. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was me fending for myself. And uh, all those stories you hear of, like, the kids saying, Mom! You know, that was me. Like, something would start happening. I'd be like, Mom! And then they try to cover my mouth, keep me quiet so they could beat yep. up my, on me or whatever. But uh, I was always the one crying wolf for the most part until it got to a certain point to where then, you know, I was beating on my little brothers. You know, it's a rite of passage. Yes. We got a big family. It's just what happens. All brothers. Yeah. All boys. There's lots of testosterone brewing in that family as we got yep. older. But... um we added on to our house. So uh, we grew up in a two-bedroom, one-bath house. And at some point, uh, my grandma moved in with us, and she was living in my parents' room. My parents were out on the, uh, the basically the living room couch. So, like, the house was quite small. Uh, you don't hear many stories of a triple bunk bed, but we had one. Oh, yes. And I know we've talked about that in the past, but we had one of those. It, it was really cool and unique for our family. But um, when we added on to the house, we, instead of adding on upwards to another level, we grew it or basically added on backwards or to, to the, the backyard. back of the house, backyard, which always made me mad because we had a huge backyard, at least I thought growing up, made it smaller. It's still decent now, but it's full of garden and plants and stuff, but... <laughs> Uh, when we were adding on to the house, uh, my dad did a lot of the work. Uh, we had uh, family members come by from down south. They came up and helped us out. Like my uncle is a master electrician, so he would do a lot of the electrical in the house. And we had my, my papa up doing a lot of work, my cousin doing a lot of work. So it kind of took some time. So there was a period of time where we had the whole outer shell of the house and a lot of the walls up 
but there was still a lot of like the flooring and a lot of other little things here and there we had to do. So it was still kind of skeletal foundation in a sense. And I remember we had this futon. You know what futon I'm talking about. Yep. But we had this like flower looking <laughs> yes. futon. The flower mattress. And uh, I, think, <laughs> I don't know why, but my brother and I were like wrestling on it. And it was just him and I in a room. And the futon was laid out flat and we're wrestling. And Steven's like pulling a move. I didn't like it. I pushed him away from me. And then he, he gets this like kind of look in his eye like he's about to do something. <laughs> like for me, it's like when a bear looks at you weird, you, you, know, <laughs> you know that bear is going to do something. So if you don't react right away, the bear is going to eat you. <laughs> so, so my initial response was, I'm going to kick him in the face. Yeah, I'm going to punch him. <laughs> no, no. Strike him. I, I kicked him in the face. And I remember it because I kicked him with my heel and I kicked upwards. It was beautiful, by the way. <laughs> it was upwards and it hit him in the jaw and it made him turn his head. And it was like the Terminator. Like it snapped his head and he snapped right back and looked at me. And my brother, when he got really mad, like most people, he got really red. Bright red. Yes. So instantly started filling up with that red rage. <laughs> like, and then, like, I don't, it seemed like an eternity because it, I kicked him and I instantly knew, like, shouldn't have done that. That instant regret. <laughs> yep. Right? That was not the move. That was like poking the bear. But it was too late. Yeah. I poked it with a hot iron. <laughs> <laughs> So he turns bright red and like he's about to charge at me and I just run and I ran outside and I ran down the street because I knew he wasn't going to chase me down the street. But I literally ran outside <laughs> and down the block and I turned around <laughs> and just waited until the red died down. And I don't even know how long I waited for, but it was for a while. And I, I remember going across the street and walking down across the street in front of my house and, and looking to see if maybe he came outside or whatnot. And then I, I eventually came inside kind of crept my way back. I actually remember I hopped the fence and went into the backyard to like kind of creep around the back. Yeah, to you got to analyze the, the situation and yeah. the environment. So I was doing my uh, surveillance and yeah. seeing what the situation was like. But uh, that was, that's seriously one that always sticks in my head because it was always like that with Steven and I. It would be some kind of little thing. We would go at it. Punches would be blown or whatever, or punches would be thrown, and then somebody would blow a gasket, whether it be me or him or whatever. It was usually always me. He never cried wolf. I did. There's a meme that I, I still send him to this day where it's like the little brother is bleeding, and the older brother's like, oh, just don't go tell mom. Just don't go tell mom. <laughs> and that, that happened often in our, in our house, especially with me, because I cut myself and cut my head a lot. But... uh we would always get into it. Matthew and I didn't get into it so much. No, but Stephen and Matthew did. Stephen and Matthew did. But when it got to that age, it was always Stephen and I, all the way up into high school. We were always going at it. And it wasn't so much of a like pecking order or anything. It was just like we didn't like each other growing up. Yeah, there's uh, just two different personalities that conflicted badly. Yeah. It, like he was into skating and that kind of not like – mean mentality or whatever or I don't know bad boy mentality it's just we just didn't have the same likes nothing nothing you, at all there was not one thing that you guys were interested in that together I don't think and we had that a, I can remember we had to room with each other most of the time growing up 
So it was just, that doesn't help. We were just button heads all the time. And to this day, it's another great story. Uh, when he got his license and would drive to high school, he wouldn't drive me to high school. <laughs> he wouldn't drive me to school. He would. He was like, "No, I'm not driving you." And he would make my parents. <laughs> he would make my parents drive me to school after he already left and went to school. It's like, dude, didn't he like leave extra early just to do that? Because I remember I, I would be there early. Aaron and I would get there early because my mom worked there, so we'd get there when she had to get there. And I would always see Stephen super early yeah so he must have just left early so that he didn't have to take you yeah it's genius I, I, yeah I mean, it is genius but i don't understand why my parents didn't be like hey you need to take your brother to school <laughs> that never happened anyways that one story did he always, have a cell phone could uh, you have called him no because you didn't have your did he have a cell phone i think i think we actually got cell phones at the same time Oh, so, you, sure. so listen to the last, next, the last two episodes. You'll you'll see our cell phone yeah. talk. <laughs> Part one, we really get into it. Yeah, that's that's where this is coming from right here. But I think we got ours at the same time because it was like the whole plan oh, thing. Man. You can get so, on the same plan at the yeah. same time. So he had to wait till you got your license to get yourself. I think. I could be wrong, though. Okay. We might have to double back and check. But for like a quick story with my little brothers, because there was a point where I was beating on my little brothers. Um, John, the one right uh, below me, there's so it goes Matthew, Stephen, then myself, and then John and Joe. And John was or is four years younger than me. So there was a good age gap there. And my little brothers wanted to do a lot of the stuff that I was doing, which was nice. So it made it fun to play sports and whatnot together. But I remember <laughs> John remember this too. Uh, pillow fights. So we used to have this that went with the futon, this round tubular shaped pillow. It was white. Okay. And we had them as like the armrests at the end of the futons. And eventually they just turned into weapons. Like that's a perfect weapon to sling yep. around. And John's staple was if he got hit in the face, he would scream, I got stuffy stuff in my eye. Stop. I got stuffy stuff in my stuffy eye. Stuffy stuff. <laughs> The technical term for everyone that needs to know the stuff in the pillows called stuffy stuff, stuff. stuffy stuff. So I remember just anytime I hit him in the face, he would say, I got stuffy stuff in my eye. It wouldn't stop me. I'd still beat on him because <laughs> it's like, you're not getting out of this. I know I didn't hit you in the face, but I think it's funny to think about that now because it wasn't, it's like when you say rivalry, it wasn't really like a rivalry. It's just that sibling kind of tension. Yeah, it's just sibling tension. I feel like is what it really is. And we, we were homeschooled, so we're around <laughs> each other all the, all the time. time. Like, all the time. There is no avoiding you if unless you build like a fort around your bed to where your brothers <laughs> can't come in, and if they come in, they're gonna get a beating. It's like there's no avoiding them, so you had to let it out somehow. And I'm pretty sure that was like the only personal space, if I can remember right. Like when I went over there. The safe haven's the bed. Like that's if that's your bed, you people need to honor that and respect that. Yep. That's Switzerland. <laughs> that's the neutral totally. territory. Nothing happens on the beds. You're not allowed on their bed. They're you're not allowed on their bed. And you set foot on the ground though. Game, game. on. Yep. Game on. Cause I remember I think Steven pissed off Matthew. And I think Gabe was over. And I was over, so 
2v2, not good. And I, <laughs> I just remember Steven and I like ran to the bed. Like that was like, hey, <laughs> no touching. <laughs> you cannot punch me on this bed. And that was kind of like where you where you would have to it's your safe uh, space. Now that's probably where the futon made everything confusing because I remember the futon. We had one too that was giant futon. It was like the perfect wrestling match, and we oh, would yeah. do the games where like the the loser gets thrown off. So if you get thrown off, you lose. It's like a sumo match. Yes. Yeah. And it was perfect because it wasn't too like soft or bouncy, but it was. And it wasn't too high, so if you fell off, it's not going to hurt too bad. Yeah, it's not like falling off the trampoline. Yeah, that that was those were brutal wrestling matches. But the futon, we had one too, and we did the same thing. We pull it out, and then we wrestle on that, and we probably had some other games that involved wrestling and other dangerous things. But we used to do wrestling matches on on that futon all the time. So that's where it's like, okay, is this the safe spot? Is this the... It's not your bed. And that's true. It's not your bed. <laughs> so <laughs> to transition from that one, because those are we can go on this whole entire episode talking about that stuff because there's loads of stories of all kinds of rivalry in the family Fighting. growing up. Like, dude, I remember watching you and your brother go at it when we were playing football out in your grass. That's the only time we would kind of... Sports was the one that would let you guys... Yeah. Got another story, actually. Yeah, there we sport. go. I, I was trying coming. to think. The sports is when we usually were really competitive. Aaron and I would play one-on-one. I would always win because I was just bigger. Like, I'm three years older than him, and my brother is shorter than me. Still is today. So, <laughs> it was nice to play basketball. I'd beat him every time. I would have to let him win occasionally because if I beat him too many times, he just wouldn't play. Then I'm not, now I'm out. Now you're by yourself. Yeah, now I'm by myself. This that that sucks. I'm over here kicking rocks in the corner. So like you have to kind of ease your way. We play wiffle ball though. Oh yeah. And we set up a wiffle ball field. And I remember we used to. He was good at wiffle ball, but again, it was just bigger. And three years from like a twelve year old is always going to be a nine year old in baseball. (laughs) And we were playing wiffle ball, and I didn't want him to quit. And I was up like twenty to nothing. So I, I decided, let's get make this close. But I didn't want him to get a hit off me because that would, you know, the the pride. This is the rivalry pride thing. So I decided to hit him with the with a ball as hard as I possibly can. So I just load the bases and hit him in. Load the bases, hit him in until he got to like 19 runs. So like 20 to 21, 19. Like he's like within one run or or something. Bases <laughs> are loaded, and I literally just drilled him however many times that is to tie, like get that close. And and I'm not just lightly tossing it i am throwing it as hard as i can i hit him in the ear he wasn't very happy with that one we had to take a little bit of a break after that one i hit him in the like the elbow and these things are stinging we're about 20 feet away i don't remember how far the mounds solid wiffle ball rules i am dotting him (laughs) and so finally he gets like bases loaded he's down by one you know he's he's like trying to play because now he's close right get two outs i just strike him on three pitches he was pissed (laughs) so i hit him Lord knows how many times, and then I just struck him out to win the game. I'm pretty sure he stopped playing with a ball after that. I'm, I'm almost positive he was over it. And you, he remembers that night like it was <laughs> yesterday. And it's just a part of me has like that older brother fills me with joy when I think about it. And I also like feel bad I actually did that like because I'm not that oh, yeah. evil. But it was a good time. 
<laughs> I, I built up my lead and then I drilled them <laughs> 20 some odd times. You don't think about the feeling bad part ever though. It's always like, oh yeah, remember that story dude where I beamed you that many times in a row? Yeah, we got to get him on the podcast or something, and we we were just going to talk about that story and what he was going, what was going through his head. Because I know what I, it was going through my head. I knew I was going to win the game, and I was just dotting him. That's see, the same. So with my older brothers, it was obviously competitive, and I was trying to keep up. And a lot mm-hmm. of the time, I lost, but I got to enjoy all the benefits of winning all the time with my little brothers. Yes, yeah, you just had to wait. You just had to wait because none of my older brothers played basketball. So when I started playing basketball, my younger brothers started playing basketball and then John wanted to play. And then it's like, okay, let's set up the Nerf hoop in the bedroom. Let's go. Yeah, you just have to wait. It's like all the other people that had to wait to win a national championship once Jordan retired. You yeah. just have to wait. He's got to wait your turn. Yeah. So uh, it was, it's always a fun transition to think about that because it was always a different competition with my older brothers. And then it was like a... I'm never going to let you win with my, my little brothers. Like you it's like said, a survival thing with the older brothers. And then when you're, when you're the older one, it so definitely like, seems that way. Like looking back on it, it's like, yeah, if, if I could have died, <laughs> <laughs> there were moments where I probably should have died. <laughs> like I remember having a dirt clod war with my brothers and they, yeah, put, that was dangerous. They put rocks in them. They put, well, I, I was wearing catcher gear and then Matthew clocks me in the back as I'm running away. No catcher's gear on the back. Knocks the wind out of me and the whole like, oh, just don't go tell mom. Just don't go tell mom. Yeah, we used to have dirt clod wars with uh, me and Steven versus you and Aaron. And we used to put rocks in them. Yeah, we also used to have acorn or acorn oh, wars acorn, in your house. Yep, yep. With that slingshots. Was, that was lethal. Pointy little tips. De- definitely dangerous. We didn't have goggles on either. No, it was dumb. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Learning. But... So um, you kind you guys kind of get an idea what it was like for us growing up. Um, like I said before, we could talk about that this yes. whole entire episode. I mean, basically, it's been twenty minutes of us just talking about that. So there you go. But the the point that we want to get to with this one is with our kids nowadays and witnessing the competition and the rivalry between the siblings and you know how we deal with that. Um, I know for a fact today that I had. A situation with my kids quick story before we go into it um they're playing this matching game where all the cards or my parents got made them a little game where all these like lids these tin lids they put stickers matching stickers on the bottom so you know flip over one find the other one you get a point and you pick those ones up and you keep playing uh they're picking up the game and putting it away and my daughter takes one of them my brother uh, my son's trying to pick up and she holds it and lays on it, <clears throat> not allowing him to grab it. <laughs> Have a good old keep away. Uriah is getting upset and Mackenzie's not giving it to him, but he's trying to clean up because we asked him to clean it up. And they start f- fighting and screaming at each other. And then a second later, I hear Mackenzie just scream bloody murder. And then I look over, <laughs> at, my, I look over at my son and he's like trying to drop f- hairs out of his fingers <laughs> because he, was, he just pulled a clump of hair out of my daughter's head and she is screaming like somebody just stuck a knife in her back and, <laughs> and then and then all hell broke loose Mackenzie's screaming and crying even though she's the one who you know antagonized it and made it happen and of course Uriah's in trouble because he just pulled his sister's hair yep so like trying to balance that situation was not necessarily new but it was definitely the most drastic so far 
And, you know, our, our thing is, you know, separate each of the kids, let them calm down. And then I describe to them, you know, why it's not okay to do that. And then the way that we do things in our house is you go apologize to your sister or your brother and you resolve the situation and then you can go back to playing. But I want to hear about uh, what it's been like with your oldest two, because I know for a fact there's something there. If there hasn't been already, because I know, I know, um, Tyus, not Tyus, uh, Ryder is a little bit, you know, uh, the rule rule follower. Yes. I should say, right? Yes. So I know maybe it might not be there as much as it probably should be, but I'm curious to know, you know, what that situation is like with your kids. Yeah. Since he's the, the rule follower, internal, internal conflict within himself yeah. is a thing because he wants justice because of rules and he doesn't know how to inflict it himself. But my two oldest have been fighting since they possibly could. And mainly because my oldest is the antagonist 99% of the time. We have video when Kyrie was two and Ryder was one and he's like pushing him over. Like <laughs> he is the antagonist. He's when he was younger, he had no problem trying like making his brother cry because he was taking something from him. Um, <laughs> yeah, like exactly. And so <laughs> now he'll do the same thing where if he knows it's something that just ticks Ryder off, if he gets a good reaction from Ryder, he just kind of pulls on that thread and pokes because he also knows he can handle himself with Ryder. He's he's bigger, but he's he's much stronger than Ryder right now. And they both don't like to hurt anybody. So it's really interesting. They don't like to hurt anybody. And and Kyrie is very – it's going to be a weird compliment. He's very good at not hurting his younger brother when his younger brother gets so pissed at him that he wants to hurt Kyrie. So he's – when Ryder gets so mad where he finally builds up enough anger to try to do something, Kyrie's good enough to like deflect it but not – instill his will of power onto Ryder. Yeah, yeah, totally. But because of that, he just keeps antagonizing. So they have gone into it. They used to wake up in the morning and fight every morning. That's what I'd wake up to at 5.30, them arguing, fighting. It was horrible for like three or four years. It was – and I, it could be shorter than that. It just felt like an eternity. It felt like forever. Oh, yeah, it takes years off your life too. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. But waking up every morning at 5.30 to hear them fight – was so annoying but they're they're not there anymore they now just fight occasionally if Ryder's trying to do something and Kyrie interrupts them or Ryder's really into building Legos Kyrie is very uh clumsy I should say not clumsy but unaware of where he what he's doing clumsy with quotations <laughs> yes imagine building a nice magnificent looking structure of Legos and your older brother is throwing the football up to himself two inches away from it. Yeah. It's nerve wracking. Yes. Builds anxiety. So kicks it, <laughs> drops a football, breaks things. And so you have that kind of riff, but, but they do compete. Uh, they're definitely very competitive kids. Uh, Ryder likes to do games that Kyrie tries to participate in, in terms of like Ryder knows all the states in the country. He knows most of the countries in in Eastern and Western Europe. He knows all the countries in Northern Europe or the Scandinavian countries. He knows all the countries in South America. Like he knows this. And so Ky Kyrie tries to 
like play like let me do it too and when he can't beat Ryder at this he gets super frustrated and then goes well I'm better at football or something like that so like <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah there's there's that and and they're very competitive at jiu-jitsu jiu so their their instructor has partnered them away from each other so when they do partner smart uh, instructor yeah. yep he figured that out quickly. He one of them left crying, and he emailed me. He's like, "Hey, just want to let you know they just were super competitive." I was like, "Oh, no problem. I, I live with it." And he was like, "Yeah, I've learned." And so now he he just separate. He doesn't even let them like roll together. They roll with other people, and they've been great. So that that's those two. Tyus is four, and he likes to tattle on Kyrie. But then him and Ryder will get into it. Like he likes to tattle on anyone, but like he'll tattle on Kyrie. Kyrie will literally do nothing. And then him and Ryder will get into it. And Ryder likes to do the older brother thing, like tell him what to do because he's a rule follower. Like, no, I mean, and he just takes things away. Like, I'm going to take this because you're not obeying the rules. It's like, Ryder, you're seven. <laughs> so we have that issue, but it's more, it's not only a rivalry. It's just Ryder's probably just, he, he has control over his four year old brother. So it's an age gap. Yeah, there's an age gap. For the most part, they get along, but they're, oh man, the, the fights are, are definitely gnarly. I will say this quick story. They one time where Kyrie and Ryder were getting after it, <clears throat> getting after it. Kyrie was antagonizing him. Ryder, you could just see like building up and he was using his words. I mean, I, I was watching it right then and there. I wanted to see what that like breaking point was for Ryder. And then if Kyrie would recognize that he was actually being mean by antagonizing because sometimes when you're the older brother you don't even realize you're just being mean no nah, you just i'm just being the older brother messing around yeah so i'm just sitting there watching the whole thing and i'm waiting to see how it unfolds and Kyrie's being Kyrie and antagonizing antagonizing writers trying to tell him to stop he tries to tell him different ways he's starting to cry he gets pissed and it's like for 15 minutes 10 15 minutes just screaming writers screaming at him and then Kyrie just being annoying so the the the, <laughs> the person that's the most annoyed is me right now because Ryder is screaming at the top of his lungs at this point, telling him to stop. <laughs> Kyrie's still making the annoying noise or whatever he's doing. And then finally, Ryder attacks him. <clears throat> Full-on bull rushes him. And Kyrie smoothly just sidesteps him, kind of like pushes him. I'm like, okay, let's see how this unfolds. Well, he gets up, and then Ryder just hits him. And they know not to hit each other. Um, they don't even allow to do that in jiu-jitsu. So he like smacks Kyrie. And then Kyrie, you see, not the bare face that Steven made, but you could see like, hey, you just hit me. You hit a button. I'm going <laughs> to reply. So then Ryder tries to like run and Kyrie's faster and smacks him in the back, hits him in the back. Well, now Ryder is like conflict of emotions. Like I told him to stop. He didn't stop. I tried to hit him. He hit me harder. And now that hurt. Like, so he could just see him trying to figure all this out. And I'm right there. And then finally Ryder gets to a point where I'm like, okay, Ryder's going to actually end up, he's not even in the wrong. He tried to do it, diffuse the whole thing. He's going to actually end up getting hurt because Kyrie can just kind of throw his weight around. So finally I, I separate them and I send them into separate rooms and then I talk to them, right? You used your words, but you ended up hitting. Like, what can we do different? Kyrie, you where he told you to stop multiple times. Why'd you keep going? We had to have that talk separately, but I did this because I wanted to see the reaction when I am present. They didn't even tell in each other. They were just interacting with me, just sitting there watching. And Mary Joy's like, are you going to do something? Like, 
And I'm like, Let, let's just see how this oh, plans out. She's like, yeah, she's like, okay. Wait for it. <laughs> and, and part of that, I think, is just how you, you have to parent boys. You have to, if you are in control of the situation, I was 100% in control of the situation. I'm not going to like go let them go grab bottles and cups, start smashing each other over the head or Total bar taking fight. A, yeah, taking a baseball plastic bat and start swinging as soon as like a weapon gets involved, like that's cool cues and stuff and just yeah. start smacking each other. But I want to see what, what the driving force is because if you, you will attack your brother faster than anything else. I feel yeah. like, like that will be something that you do. So if you attack, if it takes you two seconds to attack your brother, It'll take you four seconds to attack a stranger or whatever. I don't know if that's accurate, but I do know if it's your brother, as long as it takes you to attack, that's like the fastest you'll attack somebody. And so I wanted us to see what that limit was, especially for Ryder, because I can then parent on that, especially if I'm in control of the situation. Especially if you've seen the entire thing the entire time, too. The whole time, yeah. So that- I, I saw it from start to finish. There was no like, oh, well, he did this in the beginning. It was like I saw it build up actually develop and then i ended up diffusing it so i can actually talk through the whole situation and i since then they've been better and that was like six months ago i think five months ago so they've been better about using their words and and all that stuff so i can always go back to that conversation but it was just really interesting because i've never i never thought i would parent that way like I was like, I'll just make sure like hey, you don't do it this way, you don't do it this way. But hey, at that moment, I thought, yeah, stop. Yeah, but at, at that moment, to me. <laughs> yeah, because I'm your dad. You're never gonna do anything <laughs> bad once I tell you stop. <laughs> I wanted I wanted to see it build up to see how we can diffuse it. So I don't know. It was a, it was an experiment I tried, and at the moment, I felt it was really good. And we'll see if it has bad effects later. <laughs> well, one thing too is that your your sons probably learned something from that as well. I would hope so. Right? That's the hope. Uh, it yeah, seems, that's the hope. It seems like they did, especially the way that, because I feel like you had, uh, resolved or took care of the situation the same way that I would have, which is separate them now. Yep. And then basically like you're an investigator, you're a detective. Mm-hmm. Go talk to each one, get the story from each one. Okay. Do they compare? Do they match up? Yes, they do. Okay. This is how we go about the situation now. Because when the story I was saying earlier, when that happened today, I wasn't in the room. But I saw them playing, and when they were done, they know now that when they're done with the game, they pick it up because uh, the living room is not the play area, but you're mm-hmm. allowed to play something in there. If you want to leave a mess, you leave a mess in your bedroom, and you can clean up at the end of the day. Great. But out in our space, the living room, yep. you clean up your stuff and put that away. So I left, and they were cleaning up. And this is like literally right when I got home from work too. It's always like oh, this. So, you, so you're not exhausted or anything? No. So I get home. I like just took my work boots off. I go to the bathroom. I'm trying to change out of my work clothes. And all I hear is, ah, just Mackenzie <laughs> screaming bloody murder. And that's when I walk out and I see Uriah, you know, twiddling the hairs out of his, his fingers. And Uriah, uh, Mackenzie's screaming like she didn't do anything wrong. And of course, I have to... Not, I didn't really separate them at the time. I told Uriah, that's not okay. You don't pull your sister's hair. Go, <laughs> go, go take a break in your bedroom. And I left Mackenzie out in the living room, and I talked to her while Ellis was out there too. And, of course, little Desiree is just playing on the floor by herself. Like, oh, what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm learning a lot right now. Um, and she's crying, like, Uriah pulled my hair. Uriah hurt me. Da, da, da. I was like, well, what did you do? I didn't do anything. 
Like, well, I'm pretty sure you took the toy away that he was trying to put away because we asked him to put the toys away and you're keeping him from cleaning up and doing what we asked. She said, yeah, yeah, I did that. <laughs> what do, you, do you think that's why your eye got mad? She goes, yes. Do you think that's the reason why he pulled your hair because you weren't giving it to him to clean up? Yes. Are you going to do that again? No. So it's like <laughs> I let I let her kind of figure out what she did wrong because that's what she always does right now. If there's anything that they argue about, it's because she did something to make him angry. Mm-hmm. Uriah doesn't really do a whole lot. He will um, push her buttons a few times, like when she's playing with something and he'll like try to pull it from her or whatever. But just like in your situation with your boys, Mackenzie's bigger. She's mm-hmm. three, almost three years older than um, Uriah. So she's a lot. What's funny is she's a lot taller, but there's only like a five pound weight difference. <laughs> Uriah, Uriah is a stocky little dude and Mackenzie's just tall and thin. But she's bigger. She's way bigger than Uriah. So she can kind of just push her weight around in a sense and her height and all that kind of stuff. And so she'll just play the game of it's mine or uh, I'm doing this, not you, or you're not doing this with me right now kind of thing. So she's learning the whole thing of sharing uh, and also sharing the responsibility, which is cleaning up your toys or when we ask you to go brush your teeth and help your brother kind of thing. She's learning how to share the responsibility of what it's like to be an older sibling because she is the oldest. That's huge. She's got to learn how to take care of her younger brothers or her younger siblings, especially now that she's walking around. She's just now learning how to hold Desiree. So it's, it's kind of cute to watch her like stand there and hold her. And we'll ask her like, okay, are you done? She's like, nope. And like a second there, okay, I'm done now. You got to take her now. Take her now. Take her, take her, take her. Like, <laughs> like she's going to drop her. But that's the thing that we try to do with our kids is let them figure out what they did wrong. Because when you tell a kid what they did wrong, it's kind of a scapegoat for them in a sense. At least that's how I feel. Yeah, it's the answer. Right? So instead of them even doing the work to find out what they did wrong, if you just tell them what they did, they're like, oh, okay, thank you. Okay, bye-bye. And they don't have to think about it anymore. Mm-hmm. Whereas if they think about what they did and they kind of rack that a few times in their head and really come down to the conclusion of, oh, yeah, I did that and I caused it. And then you ask, well, what will you do next time? And then they can create the right answer on their own instead of telling telling them like, yeah, you, you shouldn't have taken the toy away from Uriah. That's what you did wrong. Uh, next time, let him have it or give it back to him is the answer. But instead of telling them that, let them figure that out on their own. And that's new to us because they're just now getting to that point to where um, they have to figure out a, how their relationship is going to grow. Because, of course, the whole family dynamic is something we always want to push for, but they're always going to have that relationship. And it seems mm-hmm. like it, it's starting now because they play together all day today, according to my wife. When I got home, they're like, oh, yeah, they were playing great today. And yesterday I was home, obviously, because it was our day off or my day off. And the kids played great all day long. So, like, that's how you know the relationship is starting and it's growing is because they're playing uh, without any supervision. I mean, without any, like, interference, I should say. Yeah. We're always yeah, watching yeah. them. We're always keeping that at them. Yeah, yeah. But we're not. You don't, let, you don't keep them in the house for eight hours by themselves? No. Oh, okay. We're not directing the play or anything like that, right? <laughs> yeah, that's good though. So they're they're getting the hang of playing with mm-hmm. each other. So when that confrontation comes up, they need to learn how to resolve that on their own instead of 
pulling at me and saying, mom, <laughs> when I was a kid, I want them to be able to figure that out on their own. And I feel like the only way to do that is to separate them or to let them at least figure out, you know, how it got to that point. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I think it creates, I think the right words, empathy. Yeah. Because they have to that. think through when you ask them, like, why do you, th- you like your situation is perfect. You like walked McKenzie through the steps of what the, what uh, Uriah's reaction was to her action. And when you tell a kids are so smart and when you you walk them through those steps, they start thinking about their action, but the person that they affected. And, and so they, they start creating, you you start getting them used to realizing the, the empathy portion, which is really important. I think, especially with, with siblings. And so I'll, I'll do that with, with the boys. Tyus is really hard right now because he's the youngest. And so he does a lot of things. He's also the jokester in the family. Like he's constantly trying to like, just kidding, like <laughs> just kidding. Like, and he, he thinks everything's a joke. So when he does things, like I have to walk him through, which is not exactly the easiest thing, but he's also – what is he for? So he's four years younger than Kyrie, three years younger than Ryder. And so he trying to walk him through that portion when he is screwing up because they'll, they'll tell They'll tell on him when he's so annoying. They'll just like ties is doing this and they'll just <laughs> tell on him. They're like, not even deal with him. And so when that happens and I, then I tell him, I just tell my wife ties is doing this deal with it. I don't want to deal with it. Uh, <laughs> so, but he, he, is at that stage where everything's a joke. So trying to make sure he can decipher like, cause that can also get you in trouble if you don't nip that in the bud. Um, knowing, you know, right and wrong and where his heart's at too. If he's just trying to be jokingly, if he tries trying to do things jokingly to fit in with his brothers, that's one thing, but he thinks it's a joke when you ask him like, Hey, did you brush your teeth? He's like, yeah. Did you? Yeah, I did. I brushed my teeth. Are you lying? Just joking, like because he knows. Oh, I'm in trouble if I if I he asked me three times. Dad so, pulled that card. I'm kidding. So, <laughs> so with him, it's a little different. But like going back to the empathy thing, though the two older ones really practicing. Like, do you really think Ryder liked that? Do you really think Kyrie liked when you said this? Do you really think? And, and having him go through that process, I think, is huge. Cause it's super easy as parents like, yeah, don't do that. Cause that's not like, that's not nice. Yeah. Leave it at that. Okay. Well, it's not Good nice. Face. And you said it's not nice. Like, okay, whatever. But like, if you walk them through that and they have to think through why it's not nice, there's a better chance that they maybe catch themselves one out of 10 times as opposed to zero out of 10 times. Yeah. And we're not really at the punishment or punishment stage where we're like dishing out, you know, you did this, these are the consequences. Mm-hmm. It's basically the punishment is you're separated for a bit. You go to your room, you go outside or whatever, and separate each other, you know, solitary confinement for a little bit. Like yep. Uriah hates it. So <laughs> when, I, when I put him in the room earlier, he just he's just having a tantrum in the bedroom and I can't even talk to him. Like he's just screaming, I, I don't want to be in my room. I don't want to <laughs> be in my room. And he's like trying to open the door and whatnot and get out. And I'm like, buddy, when you're calm... Like when you calm down and I can talk to you, then you can come out of your room. I don't want to be in my room. Like just, he's, he's two and he's almost three. So, I mean, he's not going to really 
pick up on that yet. So the best thing to do is just let them let out all that energy. Let them mm-hmm. let out all that. Sure. There's anger, nothing wrong with that. Right. And just let it out. Cause I know a lot of parents and a lot of people will want to calm their kid down, soothe them or whatever. Nah. It's like, well, when they've been playing well all day long and there've been no blowups, that energy is inside of him still. Yeah. And if he wants to let it out this way, let him let it out let this him, way. Yeah. He's in a, his room. Literally half an like it, it took a while. And usually this guy takes a while for him to burn off all that stuff. So like 25, 30 minutes later, I'm going around the outside of the house checking on the chickens and I I peek into the window and he's playing with an etch a sketch. So he let it he let it all <laughs> yeah. out. Chilled out. And everything's good. So when I saw that, I went back inside and I talked to him about it. I said, buddy, you can't pull your sister's hair. Do you know why you can't pull your sister's hair? And he goes, It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got the answer right. I'm like, that's right. It hurts. It hurt your sister pretty bad. And then we had a, I talked to him a little bit about that. And I asked him to apologize to your sister when you're ready. And he goes, I'm sorry. I'm like, well, you, thanks, buddy. But you need to go say that to your sister. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're sorry. And that's another thing, too, that Ellis and I kind of went back and forth on is not necessarily forcing our kids to apologize, but asking them to go and apologize. It's more like, are you ready to apologize now? Because then he'll know that, you know what, I've thought about it maybe as a two-and-a-half, three-year-old. Maybe he's thought about it. <laughs> but my hope is that because when we when we say that to Mackenzie, she instantly knows, like, yeah, I'm ready to apologize because she already we already talked her through what happened and why it's not okay to do that, and she knows. So then when I say, are you ready to apologize? Yes, I'm ready to apologize, and she goes. Uriah is really good at saying, I forgive you, but he's still working on the I'm sorry part. Mm-hmm. So that's that's part of that little transition of figuring out how to necessarily discipline or how to correct the rivalry aspect that gets pretty negative. But it's so it's so few and far between for us. It's more just like something happens and the kids melt down. It's not so much them doing anything to each other. It's always just they're tired. I mean, none of the kids nap, so... <laughs> <laughs> when when Uriah has a fit over something, it's because you know, yeah, buddy, you haven't slept yep. all day long. Like you're you're getting burnt. You need to go take a break in your room, let it out, and then play etch a sketch. Play. <laughs> <laughs> so, with dads that don't have kids that get along, I would say well. For whatever reason, right? They got a, a Michael and Steven on their hands. Mm. What would you suggest? Where do they start? If, obviously, they're past the probably the five-year-old stage. They're probably anywhere from five and six and older. What, where would you start them if, if, if you're trying to – because you have that background and like World War Three happening every morning. You wake up. You have to combat this <laughs> situation. Honestly, for us, it was a discipline. We got we got some good disciplining, I guess you could say. And it wasn't so much like detrimental to our psyches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just, you know, the red book my mom had. Yep, I remember we brought that up yeah, earlier right? in season one. The the book of verses. And yes, it was, the book of verses. Uh, if, if we did something, my mom would find a verse that pertained to what we did to each other or what one of us said or whatever, and we would write it all down the page. Um, it'd be the nose in the corner until we were my mom and dad were ready to let us get out of it. It was grounding. Uh, it was 
taking away stuff. It was no friends. Like, dude, when they took away the friends, that means I didn't get to see you guys. And yep. <laughs> that was horrible. You're the <laughs> yep. only friends I had, basically. <laughs> I can't see the only friends I have. Come on. <laughs> but really, it was it was discipline because when my mom and dad said something, they meant it. Mm-hmm. And there was no... My mom and dad would say something and like, oh, maybe they won't do it. No, they no, all, no gray area. There was no gray area. We knew exactly if we did something wrong and got in trouble, the, it was sticking and it wasn't going to go away until the situation was resolved or <laughs> we completed our sentence, basically. So gotcha. I, think, I think the discipline part of things, especially when it was for Steven and I, because it was just so often and mm-hmm. it happened all the time that that really stuck out to us, especially when they made us hold hands. When hold they made, hands. When they would make us hold hands, that was Talk one. About that. They would just like, you need to hold it. You're going to hold hands. No, I don't want to. You're going to hold hands. <laughs> you hold hands until I say you don't hold hands anymore. Oh, gosh. So it's like we're, we're walking through a store holding hands or we're sitting there at the couch holding hands or whatever it was. <laughs> we're holding hands. And that was one punishment of, <laughs> of all time. <laughs> and, of course, we hated each other at that moment. So having making us hold hands. And then another thing, too, is like my mom and dad would make us hug it out, even though we didn't want to. It's like they would let us know, like, this is your brother. He's going to be with you your entire life. Whether you believe that or not, you love him and you're going to hug it out right now. And you're going to tell him that you love him. It's like, oh, I love you, bro. He's like, I love you too. <laughs> now let go of me. Now let so go like, of me. <laughs> so we might not have meant it then, but I'll tell you now, my brother and I's relationship is, is great. We have a great relationship now. So for all the parents struggling or dads struggling with fights, <laughs> there is light at the end of the tunnel. Just don't know how long the tunnel is. Stand firm. If you're going to dis- dish out the punishment, stand behind your punishment and stand behind what you chose to dish out as that punishment and don't don't waver. give in. Don't waver from that, regardless of whatever it is. Like a big one now, if your kids have phones, you take that phone away. Take it away. And don't give it back until wherever you, whenever you decide. Absolutely. No, absolutely. I think that's the great advice. Um, I like the writing down in a book. You can get a red book. We can start start that. Um, we'll get a and, father's and, unscripted book going for everybody. Yeah, you don't that? you don't need to have verses. Uh, verses are great if that's like your background with faith and stuff. But like you can have a sentence or something that you believe in that you believe your kids need to know uh, and write those over and over. I I had a kid when I was coaching freshman basketball. He was always late to to basketball practice. So. I told him he had to write, I will not be late to basketball practice 100 times before every practice if he wanted to play in the in practice and in the games. doesn't have to just be um, – have it suit your discipline and yes. have it suit, suit what, what the environment you're creating, but definitely stick to your guns. Have the punishment. Be able to be consistent with that as well. So if Uriah pulls the hair out again, <laughs> it's not – you know, just don't do that next time, right? There was a consistency action of the discipline, like you're going to go to your room and then talk through that or whatever. And then you can even have like a repeatable f- offense. There's other yeah. things that go there, but d- just because you discipline them once for the one action doesn't mean that you don't need to discipline them the same exact way if the action repeats itself. That yeah. Just be consistent. Totally. I like it. So this is where we're going to end this one. Um, 
there's obviously lots of things that can go into the parenting side of a sibling rivalry, but like Chase and I always like to do, we like to talk about our past and a little bit of our present. Um, that doesn't mean we won't gloss over this one again in the future because our kids will grow. There will be more <laughs> rivalry. We might have in an improv future. episode. That's what we might have is an improv episode. <laughs> and I only got a two month old. Who knows what she's going to be like when she gets older? It'd be awesome. So um, thank you all for listening to that one. Of course, if you guys want to reach us, you know, uh, fathers.unscripted at gmail.com again you can find us on instagram at fathers unscripted and uh, thank you all very much for listening and we will see you next week thank you very much thanks guys and now you know that it never goes it exactly how you planned it would be. that's where the fun is not knowing how the story goes